The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello and welcome to Cast a Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? What's up, everybody? Merry Christmas. Hope you're in the spirit getting, uh, you know, into the festive holiday mood. Bye, humbug! <laughs> you sound like Vince McMahon when it comes to his big guy. Don't, don't disrespect me like that ever again. <laughs> And we're joined today by our special guest and basically our sixth man right now, Mr. Terry's boy. What's going on, Terry's boy? Not too much. What's going on, Don? Very interesting weekend for New Japan. Excited to talk about it. Yeah, man. That's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about the finals of the Best of Super Juniors and the World Tag League and also the Super J Cup. So there's a lot going on in New Japan this weekend. This is Cast a Strong Style. We're brought to you by the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also find us through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitch Radio, all those good places. All you have to do is search Cast of Strong Style. So we're going to start with the finals of the Best of Super Juniors and World Tag League. We had all this going on on the same night. So we had a bunch of matches, and then we had a bunch of angles set up after the match. We had... Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, and Taza Ishimori taking on Yano, Sho, and Robbie Eagles. Owens hit a super kick. He rolls through Eagles, but it's counted into a roll-up for a two-count. Owens escaped out of a turbo backpack. A jewel heist. Lariat nearly wins it. Fale wanders in to help with the grenade launcher. And Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, and Taji Ishimori get the win. After the match, Yano tries to slam Fale. Fale slams on Yano's trophy after a beatdown. And it's hinted at maybe Yano is going to challenge Fale to a body slam match for the king of her wrestling trophy. It was an eye opener. I, I popped more for like Fale being a dickhead and smashing that stupid ass trophy. Hey man, don't be talking trash about the trophy, man. Yano won that fair and square. Participation trophy. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Terry's boy, your thoughts before we move on? Uh, yeah, decent opener. I, I like the back and forth between Robbie and uh, Chase. You know, anytime you get Robbie in there with the Bullet Club guys, it's interesting considering he left that group. So, and he seemed to be like, you know, acknowledging he came up short in the best of Super Juniors, but he's he's like twenty twenty one. Robbie Eagles is coming for the top, so. That, that's cool. I, I like Robbie. As as people who listen to the show know, I'm a big Robbie. Our next matchup, we had Will Ospreay, the Great Ocon, and Jeff Cobb, the Empire in full, taking on Tanada. Excuse me, Okada, Tanahashi, and Hanare. A rear spin kick from Hanari lands as his partners fled the ring to make sure there was no interference. A Samoan drop lands for a two count, followed by the sling blade leg sweep combo. Okan is back in and traps Tanahashi in a leg lock, while Hanari is sent into the ropes for a tour of the islands from Jeff Cobb. 
and the Empire get the victory. Afterwards, Okada and Osprey, they square off. Okada grabs Osprey by the throat, which of course draws in Cobb as an os cutter leaves Okada land. B Priestley threw in a chair as Okan swiped at Tanahashi's knee several times as the Empire stood tall. This is a breath of fresh air having a new faction in the company, and they worked really well together. They worked on set help set up future programs potentially at the dome. I mean, we know the two two main ones. But, you know, it was really good seeing them work together. And opposition put up a, put up a good little fight. But, you know, Empire more of a team than they are. So it is what it is. And Tana looking very washed. But, you know, we'll see. The Phoenix shall rise at the Tokyo Dome. I have faith in Tanahashi. Uh, Mr. Terry's boy, <laughs> your thoughts on the Empire coming out in full, getting their first uh, victory as a trio? Yeah, they, they look good. I, I like Will got a new interest thing because I'm like, yeah, elevator is not not a hill thing, bro. We gotta we gotta switch that out. So I'm glad he got something new. I mean, it's true that that's a upbeat, that's a babyface theme song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. So I I like that they got some new interest music. He, he seems to be adapting well, at least on the personality side. We'll see how he does wrestling wise at the dome against Okada. But he's got the personality stuff with a heel down so far. Uh, Okada is getting getting more confident. Like he, that's an interesting few, but makes sense with New Japan. Their whole thing is using older guys to get younger guys over and. At the, it, hey, you know, if, if Okan got anything, the ace will find it. He he will find it. So we'll find out pretty soon how good the great Okan is. Because if he can't have a good match with the ace, the, the problem is you. And Carl continues to look absolutely unstoppable. Like, I, I'm worried about our man Shingo. It, it's not looking good right now because... His whole thing is power, and I, I don't know how you can outpower Jeff Cobb. So that, that's going to be an interesting match for the Never title. See if Shingo can adapt. But, yeah, the Empire looking real good. So so we'll see. Um, and then on the other side, yeah, uh, what a difference a year makes because Okada and Tana not, not looking strong right now. But I'm continuing to like my boy Hanare and his – fire and uh yeah for all you people who are hoping he might join the empire he, he pretty much squashed that he was like i see what y'all said on twitter hell no <laughs> you think i got my ass beat for four years to take the easy way out and join the empire i'm not doing that i'm gonna keep fighting and keep being a warrior and keep doing another thing so right on my man but yeah that's what's good that's little match we shift over to Evil and Yujiro taking on Sonata and Shingo. Shingo threatens to come back, but Dick Togo trips him up as Evil distracts the referee. Sonata, pack, Sonata pops back up to save Shingo from the pimp cane as he went after Evil with some ground and pound. Sonata throws Evil outside and whips him into the guardrails. A Shingo combination and a sliding lariat left Yujiro open for the last of the dragons, and Sonata and Shingo get the win. 
Sonata, uh, after the match, Sonata keeps beating on Evil, meeting him in the aisle as they fall all the way to the back. Then we had Jeff Cobb appearing in the ring as he and Shingo had their stare down. They played tug of war with Shingo's never openweight title, with Cobb pulling Shingo into a tour of the islands, making that challenge official. Man, this is a good match, but it wasn't super long, but I liked what they, the angles that they, they, they got from it. Man, I can't think of seeing. I can't really think of many op, many times I've seen Sonata had that level of fire. <laughs> he really went after Evil. It was so bad at the end that even Shingo was like, "Yo, man, chill." <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't, he wouldn't chill. He was just going after Evil. Like it's kind of like the person that that the quiet person being quiet. But then finally breaking, and then you see him break, you be like, see, that's why you don't fuck with them quiet people, man. Because they got that in them. You just keep picking pick, at them. Eventually, they're going to quirk out on you. So that was really awesome. It actually got me hyped for whatever the hell they're going to do at the Dome. Because, I mean, that's that's going to that's gonna be a match because they got to do something with those two. And, man, like Jeff Cobb just came out of nowhere and just, just fucking ye- yeeted fucking... Um, Shingo, that was crazy, man. I ain't see, I ain't see that coming. It kind of made me think of like Brock and Roman with the tug of war over the belt. Mm-hmm. That became a mime of them holding the sixty-four controller. But <laughs> this, this, this was ridiculous. Like he just, he just sent, he, he treated Shingo like a little baby, man. He just, he just hossed him. Like I, like I didn't, I didn't expect to see that. So that was like even later on the day, I'm thinking about like, damn. Jeff Cobb just did that to Shingo like that, man, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. Mr. Terry's boy, your thoughts? Jeff Cobb. Yeah. Uh, we kind of talked about before last time we were together. Like, yeah, like Sonata, you're not mad. Evil screwed you out of the New Japan Cup and just betrayed you. It seemed like he was waiting this moment because even in the backstage promo, Evil did not want to get anywhere near. He was like, all right, all right, bro, I know what you want. You want to match at the Tokyo Dome? Fine. Goodbye. <laughs> so clearly they were tag partners. So Evil knows, clearly knows something about Sonata we don't because he looked shook and evil like Naito didn't shake him Hiromu didn't shake him but he oh uh yeah like Jeff Cobb not only more powerful than Shingo but he's an Olympic wrestler so I'm I'm really curious because I'm like man what can Shingo do to hurt this man? It, it, he gonna have to come up with something new. Maybe he should talk to Naito. He seems to be the king of like thinking on the fly. Cause it, this is, I was already intrigued, but this, it's not looking too good for our boy Shingo right now. Kota Ibushi and Master Wato they faced off against Naito in Bushi. A backcracker out of the corner gives Abushi an ugly landing, but Bushi's codebreaker is caught and pushed away. Naito tries to intervene, but gets taken out with a springboard uppercut from Wato, followed by the Tornillo. Ibushi began kicking away at Bushi, then softened him up for the Kamagoye, and of course, that's enough to give Kota Abushi and Master Wato the win. 
no major shenanigans and, after this match. No, nah, they were just doing a little shit to fuck with each other during the match and after the match, though. A little trolling stuff. But, you know, they're probably saving what they, the really hype stuff for that last show of the year. Leading into, like, Wrestle Kingdom. So that's going to be an interesting show to watch as well. Um, it was a good match. It was, it was a nice little, little like, bridge to the, the two main matches of the night. And, you know, I got no complaints about it. Terry's boy, your thoughts on Kota Ibushi? He looked really good teaming up against Master Wato. Master Wato still trying to figure out quite the landing on that Tornillo. He's going to give somebody a concussion because uh, he yeah. he lands too high on them every time. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you know, some of that comes with the over-eagerness of youth. I'm sure he'll get it together. It's just going to take some time. But, uh, yeah, you know, Abushi with a little bit of shade to Naito in the post-match. He was like, uh, yeah, you, you see kind of out of shape, Naito. I hope you're going to be all right when we get to the Tokyo, though. I'm ready to go, bro. I'm ready to go. Get that diet body in check, bro. <laughs> do you – I'm going to ask you a question. Did they do a good enough story – to make you understand why Abushi deserves to have a title shot, because I'm like, maybe he shouldn't get a chance to have like a world title shot. Maybe he should get a chance to get the IC title shot, because it's just like a, this. This thing feels like an inverse of what happened with Naito last year. It's like everything set up for one person to win both matches. I don't know because they're not. He's not defending them separately like that. He's defending them both at the same time. There's not that loophole for that night where he could wrestle two main events for the two separate titles in the two separate nights. But he's insistent on defending them both at the same time. So this is the only way that if you feel like. Kota Ibushi should get a chance at the Intercontinental title and Jay White should have a chance at the heavyweight title. This three-way or these alternate nights is the only way that you can kind of make it work and still tell the story that they're trying to tell. Mm. And they just get to chill out the first night. Well, that's called Champions Advantage, sir. Yeah, but yeah, never mind. <laughs> and he is a heel. He is a heel. Heel tactics. That's <laughs> true. That's true. But uh, yeah, I, I I get what you mean. Uh, I guess maybe that's a disconnect from the fans there, there live, and us over here. Because it seemed like the people. Because I mean, it's not like a Bushi got pinned clean. Like we all saw Jay's feet were on the ropes. The ref just didn't see it. So it's not like. Abushi ate a switchblade and just lost. He he did get screwed. And New Japan, unfortunately, unlike other companies, don't reverse decisions. They're like, yeah, we know replay. We know y'all saw it, but sorry, we all sales are final here in New Japan. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I- I still think they could have like milked it a little bit and made him feel like he was not going to get in the dome. But I get why they did it too. Cause they are trying to get as much money as they can. Cause the pandemic, it, 
you got to have feature masters, especially for the dome. And they, mm-hmm. if it's like half capacity, they really gonna like half capacity for the, those shows is like, if it's twenty thousand each night, that's like probably would be like about most of like the. If you add both of those nights up for one night, it probably would be like forty thousand, which would be one wrestle close to one Wrestle Kingdom show. So I get it, but still, the way they executed it was really overbooked. And if and if 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 we got, got to be fair about criticizing them when they do shaky ass shit like that, because I I can't just bury like WWE when they do bullshit. I got to bury them too, so. Mm. Yeah, that, that's that's fair. I, I I think you got a point about they could have milked it a little bit more, but the business side of it is unlike here in America, in Mexico and Japan, they make their money off live gates and merchandise. It's not that big TV money. So, like true, you true. said, they 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 gotta fill them domes. Mm-hmm. They need that money. We come to the semifinal match of the evening, World Tag League Final. We have the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga, Tonga Loa, versus Finn Juice, David Finley, Juice Robinson. A heart attack takes down Tamatanga for a two count. Finn Juice follows it up with the power plex. Tama kicks out at two again. A doomsday vice looked to continue Finn Juice's gambit of 80s and 90s finishers, but Tonga Loa shoves Finley off the top rope. Jado tries to interfere with the kendo stick, but instead, Kenta runs in to hit Juice on the head with the U.S. title briefcase. A superpower bomb follows. They pin Juice Robinson and the Gorillas of Destiny finally win the World Tag League. Man, I was liking that match. It was heating up and then all the bullshit happened. I was kind of like, man, you blew opportunity. But whatever, dude. Like, I thought it was cool how they 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 had you had you faked out about Kenneth thinking he was in the states, because it made the the run out running even better to help them. Because I thought his ass was in fucking America, finna do some shady shit to to Moxley. <laughs> so, cause I saw him riding off in the airplane. So, I was like, oh, he ain't good. Then he came up and just did that snake shit, and it's like it worked. And I like how on commentary they made connective DNA because, like, G.O.D. helped bro him in and also helped him win the Never title. And this is, in essence, like him helping them out to achieve their goal because I was kind of hoping to see, man, I really wanted to see Techers versus Finjuice because I feel that's a better match. But, you know, Finjuice, they, they, they awesome, man. And David Finley's getting better. Like, Juice is getting better, too, but it just feels like maybe Devin Finley has, a has a, like, he has it in and be more than just, like, a tag dude. He could probably be in that that mid-card and challenge for never or even U.S. titles. I mean, he's already challenged for U.S. titles before. But I'm saying he's, he's better since he came back because he put more, like, work into his, like, body, and he's just, he's just, he's just, like, He's really doing a great job, but man, it, potential for that match could have been even better without the nonsense. But you know, it is what it is. And is it wrong to say that Tangalo is just kind of like leaving his older brother in the dust right now? Because man, like I'm just enjoying Tangalo and in, in tag matches more now. 
But yeah, man, it, it was a good, good, good match. Not, it didn't max out. Terry's boy, your thoughts on the Gorillas of Destiny finally reaching their their goal of winning the World Tag League? Yeah, they, they knocked it off the, their bucket list. I did not have them pegged for the final. I thought for sure it was going to be Finn Juice against the, the Empire. But with what happened, it made sense to put GLD in there. Plus, you have the story going back all the way to earlier this year with GLD beating Finn Juice for the tag belts where hopefully when Finn Juice finally gets this win, it's going to be cathartic. Like, yes, finally, because I, I, I appreciate that from Juice and Philly. They, they weren't defeated in their post-match promo. They were pissed off. They were like, David Philly was pretty much straight up. He was like, that was fucking bullshit. <laughs> it took four people to beat us. GLD, you do not deserve those trophies. You didn't earn them. You didn't beat us. We're better than you. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and Juice is pretty much like, yeah, I don't know what your problem is with me, Kenta, but if you want to fight, we can fight, bro, because uh, I'm pretty mm-hmm. pissed off right now. So, like I said, it was a, a good match with a bad finish. Although it's kind of weird now. So it's Dangerous Tekker's, like, face now. Dude, GLD is obviously heel, so... You've been watching the tournament. You've been seeing how the fans are behind them, so... Yeah, true. They're they looking like faces now. And then, after what, what Desperado did, I don't... <laughs> it's looking like they... I don't know, man. But, dude, okay, so what do you do with these guys? Because Suzuki, even though he's popular, is clearly a heel. So do Zack and Taichi and Despi split off? Do they kick Suzuki out like he goes off into the sunset and does whatever? Because, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, people like dangerous takers. They, I, I mean, I like them. That Zack and Taichi's bromance is, like, great. <laughs> it is very great. I like how he be just choking people and people pop for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking face choking people and people cool with that. It, it just Think took, about that. It just took three years for the crowd and Anwar to get on my side. Hey, man, I started giving Tai Chi his props in 2018. I'm not like some of these old, these other motherfuckers <laughs> that keep talking about the past Tai Chi when he was bullshitting. He ain't bullshitting no more. Nah, he's not. I mean, he bullshit sometimes, but not. No, not like he was on that. Every time it was full of that bull, he's gotten a lot more consistent. You're right. Let, let me actually do something. So that guy, man. So, but yeah, like like, like Anwar said, uh, David Finley, please do something with something. Whether it's New Japan, Ring of Honor. Haralu versus Desperado in the main event, best of the Super Juniors final. First time it's ever been the main event in this scenario, in this building. So congratulations to these gentlemen. Um, A straight punch from Hiromu punched out Desperado. Hiromu then ripped off the scalp from Desperado's mask. Desperado then willingly removed the remains of his mask as the pair lit each other up with strikes. Hiromu drove Despi into the exposed corner with the Death Valley driver, cutting up his back in the process. The time bomb follows, but Desperado was up at a two count. 
Victory Royal plants Despy. Hiromu scooped him up for the time bomb two, drilling him in the middle of the ring for the win in a five-star classic. Hiromu, best of the Super Junior 27 champion. It, it was amazing. It played on a decade of storytelling. If you Even if you fully don't know their story about how they came up as young lions together and how they had a split and how Desperado eventually went to the mask. But you got so much like in that match that you probably wouldn't have got. Like, Let's just be real. If this is a normal year, Desperado is not in his position to flourish like he did. But He's taken advantage every big opportunity he's gotten this year, and he knocked it out of the park in this match with Haramu. And they got a few, they got a great like rivalry. And even after the match, Haramu gave him his nod, and it's kind of like I'm trying to figure out how the hell do you go back to him wearing that mask now? Because now everybody know what he looked like, and it also you can make money off of how he looks like. So. I don't know how they're going to play that because that Desperado mask is some of the coolest shit out there. And he had the white on white on black gear. And, you know, it's always interesting when see a hill wear that color. But, you know, like we were talking about previously, maybe they're not hills no more. Maybe they're maybe Suzuki faces or tweeners. I don't know. But man, this match was awesome. Like, the only match that probably rivals it this year is probably Naito. As far as in New Japan, it's probably Naito versus Okada. Or for some people, um, Okada versus Ibushi. It was it was it was an amazing match. I didn't I didn't expect that level of match. I was just hoping for a good match. It kinda like that match was so good that I didn't even remember what most remember even think about the the, the semi main event and all the nonsense in it because the main event was so good. This show was like really awesome. Very strong show, very strong show. Mr. Terry's boy, your thoughts? Romu getting it done. El Desperado with his breakout performance as a singles wrestler. Man, it, it was really built. Like, I've noticed that from what I see of Best of Super Juniors. Like, maybe it's because he was wrestling heavyweights, but, like, he does do still some of his crazy stuff, but, like, most of what Hiromu does now is, like, traditional, like, Japanese, like, lariats and, like, power moves and, like, you know, like, hyping up the crowd. Like, I, I really liked his development. Like, you know, some, some other wrestlers should take notes. Like, you don't have to do crazy moves all the time. Like, sometimes it just is just the simple stories because it, it was built pretty much around two moves, like, the numero dos, the stretch muffler, and the time bomb. Like, who could get their finisher locked in? And, uh, yeah, you know, I've I've been on the Desperado train like I am a lot of people, but, like, he he really took it to another level. Like, I I had a feeling because their match earlier in the tournament, I was like, that was good, but I hated the finish, and I feel like they have a better match, and they delivered the better match that I thought they had, and – I, I loved it, like, not just, you know, the whole unmasking, but the symbolism, because the whole build-up to this, you know, obviously, Hiromu is Mr. Emotion. He's uh, emotion. Uh, he wears his heart on the sleeve, and 
Desperado's like, yeah, I'm Mr. Cooper School, but in order to try and win this, he, he had to kind of, pun intended, shed his mask and, like, actually, like, really, really fight and really show some personality. And, like, yeah, this this was fantastic. Like, the, the just the facial expressions. Like, when Desperado got that little flash pin move of his, and Rumble kicked out, and you just see on his face, like, God damn it. <laughs> I almost had this guy. He kicked out of, like, two and nine tilts. I don't know if I can yep. beat Rumble. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just a, an all-time classic of a final. Uh, putting off, uh, putting a cap on just a, a great home stretch for the best of the Super Junior side of the tournament. I thought they finished up really strong last three nights of their tournament, and this definitely was a cherry on top. After the match, Hiromu issued a challenge to face the winner of the Super J Cup. So... That brings us to these proceedings known as the Super J Cup. Round one, we saw Chris Bay defeat Clark Connors. We saw ACH defeat TJP. We also saw Blake Christian defeat Ray Horace. And we saw El Fantasmo defeat Leo Rush. Now, gentlemen, uh, I'll start with you, Terry's boy. Which match did you like the most at a round one of the Super J Cup? <laughs> Uh, I felt like going in, I was going to say ACH and TJP because of their history and familiarity with itself. But honestly, for me, it was Ray Horace and, and Blake Christian. Like, yeah, Blake Christian, like, I, I hadn't, I've seen highlights of him in GCW and I've seen a bit of him in Strong, but I did not know anything really about him coming at this tournament. And he really impressed me. That guy is tough and I, they talked about going in how, yeah, this is going to be a lot of flying, but, I mean, they did do some flying, but not really. Them dudes beat the, the hell out of each other. And, uh, yeah, like, considering especially Ray Horace hasn't wrestled since February, and, uh, yeah, actually found out Ray Horace is somebody, at least me and you, Don, should be familiar with. Uh, remember Dragon Azteca Jr. from Lucha Underground? That's Ray yeah. Horace. Okay, yeah, okay. Yep, that, that's that's him. So people were wondering, like, because we've seen all the Lucha Underground guys kind of break out, like, what happened to Dragon Azteca Jr.? Yeah, he's he's Ray Horace, yep, trained by Ray Mysterio Sr., the uncle of the Ray Mysterio we know. But, yeah, like, that was a hard-hitting, stiff-hitting match, and considering they're not, like, traditional New Japan guys, and they basically went out there and had a strong style match. I was like, holy shit. These dudes beat the shit out of each other. God damn. Uh, I thought I was going to be the only one who thought that way, but yeah, I thought that match was the match of the first round as well. Uh, like you said, uh, and I mean, uh, Terry's boy just impressed with Blake Christian. Um kind of maybe one of the smaller dudes in the tournament as far as weight goes but mm -hmm. uh yeah definitely showed a lot of heart a lot of fire good baby face comebacks um like you said a lot of strong style good strikes yeah this was a banger of a match there's blood uh unintentional uh maybe broken nose uh by blake christian so i thought that this was a top-notch match and war is there anything else you'd like to add about the match before we talk about uh your boy here in a minute 
I'm like, nah, I, I've never seen Blake Christian wrestle before, but I've heard things about him. And yeah, man, that dude's really good. And I hope they signed him up because if they didn't, after what, what people saw in that, in that match versus Roy Horse, they better sign him up because, like, this is the era. If people see some talent, they're going to snatch him up. You know, Regal be watching this shit. So, you <laughs> know, Regal be watching this shit. So, he better, like, they better sign that dude up, whatever, or have him, like, make sure to, like, keep his rights or something because that dude's good. Like, um, really good. Let's talk about the match that had the most interest for me coming into the first round, though. El Phantasmo versus Leo Rush. Haven't seen El Phantasmo in quite a while. Um, he Okay, when he did his proverbial butt flip into the ring and he slipped and fell, was that on purpose or was he just off? I don't know. I think it was on purpose because the, the whole psychology of the match was... El Phantasmo is a well, not only a step slower, like two steps slower. Like the, I mean, he won, but the to me, the whole story match was Leo Rush is way better than this dude, <laughs> and El Phantasmo only won because of bullshit. So I, I think it was intentional because you know, Leo, you know, like like we do in our community, was talking all this shit. He was like, "Hey, you want me to help you up, bro? I mean, you good? Yeah, he, yeah, he <laughs> go do a kip up." And like his leg slipped out from underneath him, so El Phantasmo didn't get the kip up. And Leo Rush was like, "Let me show you how you do it." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all right. So that was right. the first round matchups. Now we move on to the semifinals, where ACH defeated Chris Bay, and El Phantasmo defeated Blake Christian. So that brought us to our finals. And uh, after I announce the finals, the floor will be Anwar Starwins to tell us how he, much he loved this match between El Phantasmo <laughs> defeating ACH to become the two-time Super Junior Champion. Mr. Oh, I got the flow? Yes, sir. I got the flow? It's all you. Yes, sir. Man, after the second match in the second round with El Phantasmo, I was already kind of done with him in the first round because I was like, I wanted Leo to win. And I'm just like, I ain't miss no fucking El Phantasmo. He was gone for so long, I ain't seen him. I ain't and I realized why I didn't miss his ass. He's better in a, he's better as a tag team dude, or he's better as a single capacity with the right people that can hide his flaws. But it's like, man, this nigga doing shit. Like he's he's like a four chain wrestler to me. Like, just 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 fucking trolling shit, just and he and he know what he's doing, and it's gonna piss people off. So he's doing his job as a heel, but this shit ain't entertaining to me. And I get, I get why he he won whatnot, because historically in big situations like this, New Japan go with the contracted talent over freelancers. So once I saw ACH versus him in the final, I kind of already knew where it was going, but still. It's just, ACH was so much better than him in this fucking tournament. And then, like, I wanted ACH to have that moment in the dome, even half capacity, because the bullshit he went through this year, like, it would have been, it would have been really great for him to have that moment in the dome versus Roma. And I know those two would have had a really good match. But I get it for the story and what they're trying to do. 
You got to be one Bullet Club dude as a sub-boss, and then you got to beat the main Bullet Club dude as the main boss. So I get that format, and I get the storytelling about it. But it's like, man, miss me completely with that fucking shit I just saw. Like, you had one of the best matches and awesome cards followed by this shit right here. Props to everybody who put their effort in and hard work, and they, they get respect. But, man, miss me with that El Fantasmo shit. <laughs> Mr. Terry's boy, your thoughts on El Fantasmo? Two-time, two-time. Super Jacob went. Two fucking times. Uh, you got me. I mean, but that's that's his gimmick, LR. He is the anti-junior. Like, Karamo is, like... <sighs> I know how, you know, back in the day you had Liger and El Samurai and the Mass Deuce, and then you had, you know, Otani and Koji Kanemaru. And yeah, like right. the antithesis, like Hiromu is like Liger's idea of a junior. Like he fights with all his heart. He loves the fans. The fans love him. El Fantasma is like, fuck all that shit. Pay me. I'm not going to let y'all hear my theme song, which I, I thought that was pretty funny. He'll work for Because I saw his interview with Kevin Keller. was like, yeah, I got a new theme song. So I'm all excited. Like, okay, let, let's hear it. Then when it was like, cannot play during the license issues, I'm like, all right. I know that shit had to be on purpose. Because this show was oh, pretty <laughs> So I, I get it. I get why Anwar and people are mad. But that's exactly the point. Like, we can get our ACH in her own match later, but can you imagine the pop? Like, if Haruma goes back-to-back, like, it's going to be like Naito last year. If he, if he beats both Bullet Club guys back-to-back, like, he already a superstar, but he, he, he he'll be untouchable at that point. Plus, I mean, I get it with the – Cause you had a lot of people who don't normally watch New Japan, watch this show, especially the you know Russell Bays and the Russell Cast fan. But I'm pretty much thinking all these guys are going to wrestle for New Japan again. So especially like Leo, do you want his first big New Japan win to be in? No offense, an empty warehouse with no fans. No, you want him. To beat if it's LP or whoever, you want him to get that win in like a red hot Corkin who done heard about him. Like, oh yeah, Leo Rush, he was really good in Super J Cast. He's a great wrestler. So when he get that win, he get that pop. Like, I mean, I get the frustration, but you you gotta you gotta think in terms of money. Like Leo Rush beating ELP right now is not money. Him beating ELP. Potentially in next year's Super Junior, that's where the money is. That that's that's where where the payoff is. But I, I get it because it's like that's what eight months from now. I, I get it because. But hey, that that means ELP is good at his job because I, I think that's the thing too. We're so used to like cool hills or like hills you like. We we forget like New Japan is an old school company in the sense. They make all their money off live gates. Well, if you're a heel, how do you make money? You make people hate you. And ELP and Switchblade, people hate them. You want to see them get their ass beat. You're right about that, though. He he don't play that cool heel shit. He's just a straight heel. 
I give him credit. Yeah, he's, he's no offense, but he's not Kenny Omega. He's not trying to be Kenny Omega. When In my opinion, Kenny is not a good heel. Like, I'm sure it'll work for AEW, but to me, Kenny is not a really like it worked in New Japan, but I, I don't know if he really see, a money draw see, heel like that because he see, he tried too hard to be cool. <laughs> see, you see Terry, Terry, Terry boy trying to be very like diplomatic and not say what <laughs> what, what what me and some of the brothers and sisters in our fandom feel about Mr. Kenneth Omega, and let's just say. He he got some very herb like tendencies, so I'ma just put that out there. Y'all y'all know what her a herb is. Go look it up at Urban Dictionary, but cause he be on some herb ass shit. And he's one of my favorite wrestlers ever, and I tell you, he be on some super herb shit, but you know. Oh, absolutely. He's a great performer. Like I don't think you guys saw it, but that match he had against Laredo Kid at Triple Mania for a no crowd match, that that was a a damn good match. I mean, the match he had against Moxie a couple weeks ago, that shit yeah. was really cool. So, I yeah, mean, but it, it's, like I said, it, and this, and I get it, people are, especially in our world, we're so used to WWE doing it, and it doesn't work, but that's because in WWE, other than NXT, the heel always wins, and also, the heel's not over. Like, they keep pulling that shit with Barry Corbin. Barry Corbin is not a draw, bitch. He's not a draw. The shit don't work. Stop <laughs> having Baron Corbin beat people. Nobody gives a fuck about Baron Corbin. <laughs> In the days. <laughs> In our viewing days. <laughs> they love Baron like, Corbin, though. They how you feel about the, How did you feel about the tournament, Don? We, we, we running our mouths. Well, how do you feel about the tournament? I thought the tournament was good. It was short, quick matches, but action-packed um you know the el phantasmo gimmick does kind of wear thin after a couple of matches uh with the mm-hmm. just the wrestling tactics but I, I was really uh impressed by the guys that i didn't know coming into the into the match blake christian ray horace uh, like we said chris bay i thought really looked good um it was weird <laughs> seeing ach with hair um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, took, like, it took me like two matches to get used to uh, he's got hair Stop looking at it um, but uh, yeah so I thought all in all the in-ring action was, was really good but yes the uh, the El Phantasmo uh, shtick is one that is definitely uh, one for short doses small doses and uh, you got a lot of them in this so you know it definitely could get sour real quick if that's not your cup of tea but mm-hmm. to be fair, like all the matches were different, and to me, he got everybody he wrestled against like more over. Like I want to see more of them. Like we talked about Blake Christian, but I want to see more Leo Rush. I talked about it on Twitter, but like ACH, like MVP of the tournament, bro. Like like I said mm-hmm. on Twitter, and while I saw it, like. I don't know if I just never noticed ACH was this good at selling, but. His selling, like, my God, wow, like, that shit was incredible. Because if you look at it in moves, he he really didn't do, like, he did his 450, but he didn't do a lot of moves. Like, most of his matches were built on the other guys getting offense on him and him coming back. But, like, 
he did a, a fantastic job. Like, yeah, all, all the all the flowers to that brother. Well, I guess because most of the time when we've seen ACH, is usually during the um, what's the thing that they do in February with the uh, the Mexico stars when they bring in oh uh, Fantastic Mania. Yeah, Fantastic Mania. So you know those matches are a little bit looser. Those matches have more, you know, flair to them than just go hard matches. And that's usually the spot that he would be brought in. Then you'd see him in junior tag league, and he'd usually be tagging with a person that he doesn't really have that much of a, a rapport with. So, yeah, this was the first time you got a really chance to see an extended singles stint by ACH in New Japan. And, yeah, he, he did well. I guess he, you know, there might have, you know, some things he probably picked up from the performance center that he actually used uh, farther down the road here to help this. Uh, in, his, in, his new, in his new change of uh, scenery. I'm just glad that he decided to get back into the wrestling business. I'm glad that he decided to go uh, towards the Japan Ring of Honor route where people there knew his name and, and had a lot of respect for him before his NXT run. And they continue to show that same respect and reverence for him after the NXT run and how that went down. Because, you know, they could have cast him out, but thankfully they didn't. You might have picked up something from the Performance Center, but some of them dudes been in the Performance Center for many, many years and ain't gotten better. So that's why I laughed at that shit. <laughs> well, you know, Drew Gulak and Adam Pierce, they're going to help the uh, the guys, the, the super heavyweights, you know, they're going to help them get better. At the oh, okay. Center. Okay, okay. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Vince yeah, is, they, they uh, said, pissed. Okay, good, good, good. He's pissed at Keith Lee, Otis. Dio Madden and uh and uh Tall Bruce Leroy. Oh wow. Yeah. But Tall Bruce Leroy's a project, so he doesn't really count in my mind though. Yeah. Mm. Keith Lee though. Really? 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 Yeah, yeah, that, that I heard that headline. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Really? The the dude that you done stripped down to be generic WWE big man and now he needs to go get more training? Okay. That's right. Trying to make somebody somebody else. That's crazy. Right. Because especially like earlier this year, he was hot. He won the devil belts. Then they had him lose. And since then, like, I mean, I guess they kind of gave him something with him beating Randy. But with with the subsequent rematches and all them DQs, I'm like, he, he didn't really get anything from beating Randy Orton. I mean, I appreciate Randy doing that because we all know in the past that is not some shit Randy Orton would have done. Mm-hmm. Stupid, 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 stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I would never fucking forget that shit. <laughs> all y'all on that and Randy woke shit. I tell you, I don't forget nothing, bro. Man, I'm I ain't forget that shit. The fact that I could just quote that joint for you in 2020. There you go. Kofi should have been champion years before. So we're finally headed to the Tokyo Dome now, Wrestle Kingdom. We're about two and a half weeks away. They're going to take about a 10-day break, and they're going to come back 
uh, the week of Christmas with some new shows leading up into the Tokyo Dome. So we should get some spirited multi-man tag team matches along the way and maybe one or two big angles to round out the card. But I'm looking forward to this year's version of uh, Wrestle Kingdom. And we'll definitely have a action-packed episode to review both nights. We may have to split it up, do one night one day and one night the other day. So I don't have Anwar up here reviewing 10 shows a day. Uh, <laughs> one setting. So um, I'll turn it over to our guest, Mr. Terry Boy, first for his shout-outs and thank yous. Oh, yeah. Shout out to you guys. Glad to be all three of us back together again. This was a lot of fun. A lot of nuance, good conversation. Uh, shout out to all the listeners. You know, shout out to WrestleCast ladies. A lot of them I saw talking about this show. So that's, that's always cool to see new fans. That That's what part of this is about, is getting new fans. We, I'm pretty sure you can tell if you listen to this show, none of us are like those gatekeeper kind of bros like oh well if you were watching new japan in 2004 you're not a real fan <laughs> yeah, you're not them herbs. You ain't them herbs yeah so you know shout, shout out to them i know y'all disappointed uh like i said just just give just give ghetto a little time we we do long-term booking here in new japan so just just give them a minute i'm sure all your fans will, will get their rub up pretty soon here <laughs> all right mr anwar starwin your shout outs and thank you sir shout out to both of y'all shout out to the ace shout out to the ace jupiter julep shout out to jay shout out what sleep though and shout out what the man was at shout out everybody else in the area because y'all cool too yeah boy <laughs> thank you to mr anwar starwin and mr terry's boy for taking upon the endeavor of helping me review Best of Super Juniors and the World Tag League. Thank you for joining me for the final episode here where we get to talk about the, you know, uh, angles and the two World Tag, the World Tag League final and the Best of Super Junior final and the uh, good thought conversation, in-depth conversation and analysis. Definitely appreciate both of you guys on this call. Thank you to Madam Lizette. I hope you watch Wrestle Kingdom because I will be making a call for you to join us when we review those shows. Shout out to Jupiter Julep, Asleep Though, all the Wrestle Bays and Ladies of the Glow, everybody who uses the hashtag Cast of Strong Style when they watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, share, rate, download the podcast. Uh, go over to patreon.com forward slash CSPN media check out more from Anwar and Terry's boy on the dark match you can also check out me and Miss Simi as we review AEW Dynamite each and every week over on the Patreon page as well keep the podcast free support Amazon do some shopping through Amazon through CSPN.us and some of your purchase will help keep uh, cast a strong style and all the shows here on the CSPN network free each and every week so for our special guest, Mr. Terry's boy, and my co-host, Anwar Starwin, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been Cast of Strong Style. Cast, Cast of Strong Style. Strong style.